Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Talk Recorded live.
and they can help you with refinancing or something. I don't know, but, you know, if you have questions, you you know, you dial that number, 724-444-7444. Put in that call ID, 143-133-POUND. First one pound to listen in is star eight to, you know, chime in and communicate with Kimberly Mitchell and myself. So that being said, man, um, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We have a caller on the line. Welcome to On Point Radio with your host, Mr. Controversy. Who am I speaking with? Hello? Caller, you on the line? Okay. I don't know who that is, but get unmuted. And I guess she'll speak with us soon. So while we're waiting on Kimberly Mitchell to get come in the building, um, uh, I want to talk about Kim just a little bit. Um, she's an extraordinary woman, uh, very loyal, very dedicated. Um, very good at what she does. Uh, I've known her for some years now. Uh, again, we were co-teachers uh, at a couple of schools together. Um, she, We worked together to start a, um after-school program together, actually, um, initially, before On Point 360, uh, before I started that, we... Um, did something called Bridging the Gap. Shout out to Duckery Middle School or Duckery Elementary on 15th and Diamond, where we started the Bridging the Gap program, and we did it with 6th through 8th graders, um, which we had after school for about an hour, hour and a half, and we taught them etiquette. Uh, We taught them uh, technology, how to use it, how to use it, um, how to uh, implement it in their daily lives, uh, how not to use it. Uh, we also taught them culture, history. We taught them the difference between history and his story. Um, we taught them economics, you know, the importance of economics, um, how to utilize economics, and, you know, things that we weren't taught when we were younger. You know, we, we taught them. Uh, Ms. Kimberly Mitchell, if you're in the building, um, hit the start eight so I could buzz you in. You in the building hit star eight so I can buzz you away. Um, so is is she's a very uh dedicated individual to the students and to the cause and also to on point. Um and once you hear from her, you know, she'll definitely tell you more, you know, about her experience with teaching with on point three sixty, but most of all, we want to get into NACA. I believe Miss Kimberly Mitchell is in the building. Hey, hey. Peace and power, Queen. Peace and power. How are you? Hello. Hello, hello. Can, How can are you, you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. What's going on? All right. Uh, nothing much. I'm excited to be with you tonight uh, to talk about all the exciting things that um, we have going on. Uh, with our programs, but also about uh, the home ownership program through NACA. And um, hopefully I can offer the listeners um, information that's going to be very valuable to them in terms of uh, getting into 
having a home ownership opportunity, getting financed with NACA, and then also working with a local realtor that can help to make that happen for them. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, the good thing is we had a, a gentleman come on some time ago. Um, his name was uh, Dirk uh, Johnson, and we had him come in and speak about uh, home ownership from a realtor standpoint. And uh-huh. he mentioned NACA as one of the programs. So I said to him, okay, that's cool because we're going to have you know, Kimberly Mitchell come in from NACA and talk about NACA in a few weeks, you know, and this was, I want to say, last month when we had Durkin. Um And he segued you or NACA, you know, right into this show. So I'm excited to have you, especially then a close and dear friend of mine, um, as we work side by side from the classroom to the street. Um, I appreciate you, you know, and I just want you to know that, Um I appreciate all you do, both in the classroom and, you know, what we do uh, for the youth as a, a mentorship program. But first thing we want to do is start out by, you know, you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, I have been in education for close to 17 years now, I think, um, primarily in the middle school, which is 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. I have taught um, early elementary, first grade, and I have sub have been a sub um, all the way up through high school. I've also taught um, at the college level as well. So I've been in education a long time. I've seen a lot of things in, in education in the classroom, and um, there's just a lot that I think that uh, a lot of work that still needs to be done uh, within our community in terms of education. I do um, enjoy what I do. There are days that are difficult, but I just brush myself off and pick myself up and just start all over again. I do believe in our children and our students 110%, and um, I fight really hard to get them to believe in themselves as well. So I use a lot of technology in my classroom to try to engage my students because now uh, with the students, the kids that are coming in, that's what they know. And so hopefully uh, I can find resources that they can use to help them to be able to, to learn to, to learn better. So that's my hope and my goal. In addition to just teaching, we've been doing this mentoring program. You and I have been doing this mentoring program. started several years ago, but then we brought it to uh, the location I was at last year, which was still elementary. And I think that added a different perspective to uh, the mentoring program as a whole. It was very positive impact on the students that participated, and they, um, I believe that they, they got a lot out of it and that they looked forward to participating. Wow, I, I agree. I agree, and I enjoyed uh, being there as well. Um, maybe a little disappointing, uh, being as though you'll be leaving, you know, going to another school this year. So most likely on point three sixty you'll be at another school. Um, opposed to returning there um, because you know they did want us to return there, and that that was that was a great um, thing to to be noticed to the point of you know a principal saying, "Listen, we would like y'all to come back." You know that's a that's a great thing. You know what I mean? Um, right. But the reality is, <laughs> I'm just as loyal to my people as my people are to me. You know what I mean? So. Where Kim goes is where on point goes, and <laughs> it's just like that, you know what I mean? So 
Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new school year. I hope, you know, everything works out for you with the new Good. school. Thank you, you know, I'm there, and I got your back. I'm there. Yeah. By hook and by crook, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So tell us more about, okay, now we know the education side. Tell us uh, about NACA. How did you get started with NACA? What is NACA? How does NACA work, and who can benefit from NACA? I uh, think I was introduced to NACA um, by a colleague of mine at um, another school that I worked at, Leeds Middle School, before it closed last year. And uh, she offered the information to me because she knew that I was looking to purchase a home. I'm still in the middle of the process of purchasing with NACA. And uh, what it is is a a mortgage program that benefits um, home buyers. It's an advocacy uh, program as well as a home buying program, and it also um, helps people with uh, refinancing as well. So it has actually a triple purpose. It has purchasing. People can purchase a home. People can purchase and rehab a home, or people can refinance a mortgage that they currently have that uh, may be uh, difficult for them to maintain. And so it is a, a what it is is a counseling program that um, people participate in. So NACA, N-A-C-A, stands for Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America. And it was originally organized um, as a result of the um, real estate bubble that happened several years ago when a lot of people lost their homes because of the high rates that they were paying in the financing, the percentage rates of that. Once that happened and all of the dust settled, there were uh, several lawsuits that had had taken place, and as a result, lenders were required to give money um, in terms of fines and fees to this program to ensure that people would be able to buy affordable housing in communities. So the primary goal is to to enable people to purchase homes in their communities, to build up their communities, you know, and and to make it better. Okay. Okay. Um, So for the people out there, is it possible, do you have, like, um, a phone number or any information for NACA that you can that you can give an address or, you know, whatever information you have. Yes. Yeah. So there, it is www.naca.com. At that website, it will tell you all of the information about the program. It will also tell you the current interest rates that they're offering. And their interest rates, um, by far, are the lowest that are in the um, industry currently right now. And they can also call 215-531-5221 and just let them know that they're interested in participating in the program. Let them know who referred them, and then they can get started uh, from there. It is a, it's not a task that's going to be quick. In, um, quick. It is a program that takes some time, but if they're willing to put in the time, it's going to be well worth their effort. One of the things that they they allow you to do is to get uh, money from the seller of the home, and you can utilize that money to pay down the interest rate. So current interest rate right now is, is hovering around 3.5%. Uh, 
but there are people that have been able to buy their homes for less than 1% um, in terms of the mortgage financing. So it's definitely worth it. It does take time, but it is worth it. So the other thing I want to say about the program is that it's a program that really helps people regardless of their credit scores. One of the things that really prevents a lot of people from purchasing homes is their credit. So they don't necessarily look at the credit score. What they're looking for is a pattern or a history of positive payment to whatever their bills may be, whether that be rent, um, maybe a car note, things of that nature. Uh, one of the Two of the other things that are really, I think, the best part of the program is that there's no down payment. You don't have to have a down payment for the house. There are no closing costs. There are some um, monies that you do have to have uh, in order to purchase the home, but there's no near that most lenders require for people to have. So, you know, because of all those things, it's, you know, not based on your credit score. There's no down payment, no closing costs, and the fact that you can use the seller's um, assist or money in the closing of the loan to help you buy down your overall rate, which, you know, those things are just awesome about the program. Okay. Um, well, there, there, we have a, a texter who texted in online um, who also uh given out information. I, I believe he gave it out, though, www.naca.com. Yeah. And uh, also a number, 215 five three one five two two one. Yeah. And um I guess it goes from three point five percent to one percent they're saying. I, I don't know what the percentage well, current, thing is that they're yeah, current, current rate right now for a thirty year loan which they do have two um programs. They have a thirty year program and they have a fifteen year program. For the thirty year loan rate right now on NACA's website it says three point six two five. And for the 15-year loan rate, it's 3.125. And what you can do if the seller of the home that you find is willing to give you an assist, they call it an assist, where they'll give you a portion of the value of the home back so that you can use that towards your closing costs, you can actually use that money to buy down that rate. So if it's 3.625 and if the seller assist gives you, say, 6% of the loan, um, you could possibly buy that rate down to 3%, 2.5%, even lower. The lower the rate that you have means the lower your house payment will be, the lower the mortgage payment will be. And over right. the course of the life of the loan, then that's so you pay less in terms of finance charges as well. Now, is this does this just benefit uh, Philadelphia or does Pennsylvania or is NACA universal, like uh, uh, all throughout the country? NACA is a national program here in the tri-state area. Philadelphia is the local office, and um, it handles Philadelphia, or excuse me, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. So there is an additional office in, um, I believe it's in Pittsburgh area somewhere, but the office here in Philadelphia is on Delaware Avenue. It's easily accessible. 
and um, you know they're they're more than willing to help. You know, one thing they do require when you're called or let them know that you're interested, or you go online to take a look at the program, you are required to take a a homeownership workshop where they explain to you all of the uh, program requirements in terms of the NACA program. They explain to you how the process works, what kind of paperwork you will need to get started. They'll tell you about the terms, 30-year, 15-year. And at that point, they will, when you go to that meeting, that workshop, the homeownership workshop, they will then schedule an appointment time for you to meet with a counselor. And so everyone that goes through the program is assigned a counselor who will basically just take your file and help walk you through the program. Okay. So now, it, because, you know, our listeners are listening from all over, but mainly the people that's here online from Delaware, from New Jersey, or from, you know, Pennsylvania, um, is there a way that, you know, they could say, well, how did you hear about NACA? And they say, you know, Kimberly Williams. So because we want you to get that commission or that endorsement, because that's why you're here. You know what I mean? If you're going to promote right. that company and that brand, then we want you to be compensated for that or rewarded for that. You know what I mean? Well, so other, how does that work? As a participant in the NACA program, participants are required to volunteer time to get the word out about the program. So one of the things that you can do or that I have done, they have uh, literature that you can pass out, um, do as I'm doing right now, going on to the radio show, explaining to people about the program. I know that you and I had talked about having a workshop at a local community center. Those are all the kinds of things that um, you can do to, to be involved. The other thing that um, people do is participate at the homeownership workshops. So if you go online to NACA.com, it tells you um, the different locations that they're going to be having the, those homeownership workshops. And then you can sign up for those workshops. Participants who are currently uh, working through the process are volunteers at those workshops. So they help to um, set up the workshop. They help pass out information, things like that. So one of the requirements is volunteer participation. But, it, I mean, anybody can, can do it. I mean, it's not like you have to go down and, and, and um, physically do something hard. You just you can volunteer time at the um, actual office filing paperwork, um, assisting them at the office. You can help with the homeownership workshops, or you can do, as I'm doing, is just trying to get the word out, reaching out to people, passing out literature, et cetera. And, and that does what? When you do that again, that does what? Does that, like, is that a way of compensating you or saying, listen, we'll, well help yes. you, we'll work with you it, more? Like, what it cut. does is it, it, it really it shows NACA, the organization that you're truly committed to the program, that you that you find value in the program, that you think it's important. It is important enough for you to share your time, you know, sharing the information with other people, volunteering your time to participate in the workshops, and it shows them that you're truly committed to purchasing a home. And so that's what they're looking for, is for people to be a part of the program, not only buying the house, but then pass that time, continuing to stay involved so that other people know. This is a program I think it's one of the biggest secrets, the best secrets that people don't know about in terms of home finance, and they just need people to get the word out. You know, I think it's very valuable. Like I said, you know, at 
once you get approved for your loan, you can have the potential that when you're purchasing your home to buy down the rate so that your your overall mortgage payment is much lower than what it would have been if you had would have gone through a traditional lender. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, so when it first off, let's do this right now because I know you're getting ready to go on vacation, correct? Yes. <laughs> when you come back, I have some things for you. First off, let's set a date for that workshop. Let's do that okay. right now, right here on air, and then we'll work towards while you're on vacation. I will take care of all of the promotion for it. And let's get the workshop going for the people who want to be first-time homeowners. Um, okay. that's important. Um, uh, I, and one of the things we do here on, on, on Point, which you know because you are a part of On Point, you know what I mean? We believe in giving back to the community, and we believe in informing and educating our people. You know what I mean? So yeah. why not have this workshop and do it? And um, we did. We have discussed it. But now it's time to go to the next level and put it together um, and invite some people out to um, a community center or, you know, a place where, you know, people may not, an area where people, where there's not a large home ownership base where many people are renting. You know, um, I'll, I'll, while you're on vacation, I'll look up, you know, the perfect place for us to have this this uh, host this event, and then okay. hopefully our listeners and our callers will come out and support it, you know what I mean, we'll, because yeah. it is for the people. Definitely. So one of the things, one of the requirements for for the NACA personnel to come out to talk to a group of people, we need to have at least 50 to 100 people who are willing to participate. I'm more than willing to go to set, set one up on our behalf, just yourself and myself and with 360, but... Um, and we can have literature that we can pass out and all of that, but then we can also set up a formal meeting with the administrators of NACA so that we can bring the other information that uh, people who are interested would need as well. Okay. So um, what we'll do is once you return, we'll set a date. Um, because when, when are you coming back? Late August, middle August? No, I will be back um, at the at the beginning of August. So um, my daughter starts camp <laughs> that first week of August, so I have to be back by then. So I plan to be back in the Philly area by July 31st. Okay, cool. And then what we can do, because one of the other things that um, On Point will be doing is a hitting the books drive, which is okay. another word that we call back to school. We go, we call it hitting the books. We don't we right. dare to be different. We don't want to do what everybody else doing. Call it what everybody else call it. I remember going back to school and I said, "Yo, we going to hit them books." You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. So it's the hitting the books drive. Um, we plan to do that in August. Then we have something that we um, want to do for the homeless, uh, and and we want to do that by you know late August, early September. Um, that's one of the things we want to do. So. Uh, one way, maybe we can do the two together. Maybe they're hitting the books with the the, the NACA uh, information. So we already got sure. the parents out, you know, right. to get the, the stuff for the children. Now we can hit the parents with some information that might help them too. So it's right. like a one-two punch. So maybe we can great. do that. You know what I mean? Um, we, we could, you know, kill two birds with one stone. We could, we could talk about great. doing that. Um, but 
um, now I want to get into uh, the 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 on point three sixty mentoring side, and then we're going to revisit NACA because hopefully we have callers that come in and want to ask questions to you about NACA as well. Um, okay. But meanwhile, uh, on point three sixty, uh, you you pretty much said you know we started you know, doing, uh, working together with the after-school program a couple years ago. Um, last, we were at Still Elementary, you know, as you coordinate the where you go on 360 follows, um, and you're pretty much the, the, the uh, nail in the coffin when it comes to coordinating these events and setting them up, talking to the principal, um, getting us in, the, in there to, to represent the program, teaching right. the youth, representing, you know, uh, on point and, uh, Kimberly Mitchell herself, you know what I mean? Um, and I appreciate you wholeheartedly. What is your experience with, the, what, well, before we get to the experience, why is it important for programs like On Point 360 to be in the schools or even in the community? I think it's so important for us to always uh, show our kids that they are valuable. And one way that we can show them that they are valuable is, is to give back our time, to donate our time, our talents and our resources back to them, show them that we care about them, and also to just really let them know that there's a lot about life that they're not going to learn in the classroom. They're not going to learn in a standard school setting. And I think that that's one of the very um the most beneficial things about our program is that we talk to them about all kinds of things. So not only from the educational standpoint about doing good in school, you know, about how to interact with teachers and peers or to address issues they might be facing in school, but also just general life skills that they need. As a as an educator, that's one of the things that I see um, on a daily basis that our students lack. You know, just be interacting with one another in a in a professional manner in terms of teaching them skills that skill sets that they'll need later on in life to get jobs and to be successful from that standpoint. Interacting with adults, you know, how to shake a good handshake. <laughs> just that's that from just starting from that point. You know what a strong good handshake is. You know from what are the roles of males and females in relationships? I know this past year when we, we had those sessions with our students, I think that those were some of the strongest sessions that we had because there are a lot of misconceptions out there, and I believe that the students, number one, they brought a lot to the table. I was very um, just excited about, the information that they brought forth, their understanding about male-female relationships, and also in terms of the family um, and, and the role that parents play, fathers play, mothers play in terms of dealing with their children, both male and female. So um, those are the kinds of skills that I think like the soft, soft skills or what we would call people skills that are not really taught directly in school. Now, as an educator, again, I mean, I teach those things to my kids all the time, and I, as a teacher, feel as though it's important for them to understand that. They may not get that everywhere they go, 
maybe they might inter- interact with some teachers who only, you know, want to teach the, the content or the subject that they're teaching. But I think it's very important for them to understand that teachers teach more than just subjects. You know, I mean, a true teacher is there to teach the whole entire individual, not just, you know, whatever the content is that they're teaching. And you know what? That's a good point you mentioned because, you know, I've been in the classroom for 15 years myself before I took the early retirement. And I'm looking to come back. Yes, I said it. I'm looking to come back to the school district. Don't know if I'm going to go return to the classroom but I am looking to return back to the school district to build what I do on a more um, personal level. Um, uh, It's interesting you said that because the problem we had, I was very impressed by uh, all of the groups of children that we've been blessed to mentor. Actually, um, shout out to Nadja who went on to be on channel uh, Fox 29 News as she told us she wanted to be a cook. Yeah. So that in our program, she wanted to be a cook. We were behind her. We supported her. We said, look, we motivated her. And here she's on the news being interviewed as a, like, now she's not a chef, but she was a, uh, in a class, taking a class uh, to be a chef. And she was only in, what, seventh grade, sixth grade at the at time? At the time. At the right. time she was, right. yes. So um, it, it definitely shows that, you know, we make a difference. And then this past year, I was I was inspired that one of the guys in our program was the valedictorian of the school. And oh yes, that was like whoa, you know, like we we try and focus on the children who need the the help, who need the assistance, who need the guidance, but we will not turn away those that don't necessarily need it because they still Absolutely. need to be educated and informed as well. So when, Absolutely. Um, when when this gentleman who was quiet, laid back, came to every class, you know, was without fail, he was he was definitely committed to our program. He was, he was, and um, shout out to Elijah. Um, Elijah, much love and 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 uh, uh, respect for that young man. I, I hope he do go on to do you know big and greater things. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. You said you know it's important to teach the overall child not just the student in the class, but the problem that I find, and you can correct me if I'm wrong or agree or disagree, you know, but the correlation is not there for a lot of teachers to students. Like the, you know, like, for instance, you get one of those simple students who became a, 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 a what do you call it, teaching assistant or a, what do they call the, it? Um, teach for student program. teacher. Yeah, the mm-hmm. student teachers, they come in and they think it's about, you know, you'll have a good career and job, and they don't know what they have to deal with. So when they come in, they can't relate to our children. You know what right. I mean? And then we have some of our own who come in and don't want to relate to our children. You know what I mean? Right. And some of us can't even relate because it's like I wasn't raised like this, and this generation is, but see, people like yourself and myself, whether you were into what these you are into now, if you have a well-rounded knowledge and education of life, culture, and history, then you'll be able to relate with what's going on with these children. It's not Definitely. hard. You know what I mean? And, and right. I think that's the culture shock. See, the children don't walk into the school year in a culture shock. This is home. We yeah. run this. It's like a prison. We run this. You know what I mean? It's the teachers who come in culture shock. 
they leave from one school, come into another school, and they're like, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? They they feel like yeah. they walked in a lean on me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But right. When you when you actually um, can relate to these students and not just relate them, you know like I know, both of us being teachers and working together, you know, um, you know like I know, these children are like sharks. They smell blood. They smell fear. They smell if you in it for the paycheck or if you in it for their genuine care. They know, right. You know what I mean? And they'll respect you when they figure that out because it's going to take them a while. They're going to challenge you and test you, much like I said, like prison. And it's sad to make that comparison and that analogy, but that's exactly what our school system is. By the way, they're both ran by the same system, the state. You see what I'm saying? So right. what is your view on um, the importance on relating to this youth? Because I know our program has been making great leeway with these children. However, we can't reach them all. So what, right. what would you say is the importance of being able to relate or even making an attempt to relate to the to the youth? I think that before kids can even begin to learn, they have to know that you're interested in them. You're interested in their life. You're interested in what's really going on with them. Um, There's so much that goes on in our children's lives that people who are, are, they would just not believe it. I mean, these children come to our classrooms with adult problems. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's important for teachers to understand that, that sometimes, the last thing on a student's mind is actually listening to what you have to say because they've got serious issues going on in the neighborhood, at home, individually. You know, a lot of our kids, you know, have issues going on with their own personal self that are causing them to have concerns with school, with their families, parents, siblings, whatever. So, Sometimes they come to that classroom sitting down listening to your lecture or watching your video or even paying attention to what you're saying is not on the top of their agenda. So I think that it's important for teachers to break down that barrier to show them that you do care. So some of the things that I do, I I start off, first of all, I start off always letting my kids know from day one that they're not going to scare me off There's so many times when I have been in those buildings that, you know, some teachers allow those students to basically run them out of their jobs. And I refuse to do that because I I feel like I've been called to this profession, you know, my higher power. I know that this is my calling, and I know that what I do is important and it matters. And to me, Sometimes a kid only needs to know that you care. Sometimes they need a hug. Now, with the situation and the environment that we've been in the last few years with education in terms of different situations, you have to be very conscious and cautious about that. But sometimes kids just need to know that you care, rather than you take an interest in what they're interested in, asking them about their weekends, finding out what they're doing on their spare time, or even letting them know that you're open and available 
to them if they ever have a concern or a question. Um, that's just part of, of really establishing that relationship. Once you establish that relationship with a student, I found two things. One, the student will work harder for you. And it's not really that they're working harder for you. They're really working harder for themselves. But once they know that you're committed to their learning, then they get committed too. The second thing is that it prevents a lot of issues that you might have in the classroom behaviorally um, and even sometimes academically. Now, I'm not saying that that's that's the end-all, be-all, but having a relationship with a student really helps the classroom environment as a whole. So mind you, though, this is a student with an individual. So whereas though I have, as a middle school teacher, I'll have anywhere from 60 to 120 students. And so it's a challenge. It's a challenge many times to get to know students, but you have to meet them where, they're, where they are, and it takes a special kind of person to do that. You have to be committed to doing that. And it takes time. Relationships don't happen overnight. And, yeah, there may be some days when you and that student or you and those children, some of them, you know, may, may, may have kind of like an adversarial situation that happens. But nine times out of ten I've had this happen time and time again even when I've had difficult situations with students, whereas though they're challenging me or they want to argue about a situation, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm not open to challenge, but what I'm saying is it's a way to handle everything. And that's the thing I always bring them back to. And so not, I've had this time and time again, even when we have had a difficult situation, if I have a, relation, a good relationship with that student and I've done a good job of building that relationship, the student will will always come back to me and we'll talk about the situation, and we'll talk about ways that, that we could have handled that situation differently. And that's part of their growth. And when when that happens, I know that they are a, able to internalize a lot of the stuff that, that I do. And a lot of the stuff that I do is not even is not even verbal. You understand what I'm saying, Mr. Self? A lot of the stuff that you do is not verbal. Kids watch you all of the time. They're watching. So... That shows me that they're watching, they're paying attention, they're taking it in, and they're watching how you're interacting with other kids as well. So the bottom line is you've got to build those relationships from day one, and as you build those relationships during the course of the year, I believe that you get more done, you know, and they learn more when that happens. And I agree wholeheartedly with you. Um, you definitely have to lead by example. I always tell the story of uh, I was teaching at Pratt Elementary and I, I forget, I think I had the sixth grade. Because it only went up to sixth grade. I think I had sixth grade that year. And a little third grader came up for Halloween, dressed with a pair of jeans on, a blazer, and um, some 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 guns and sons. And they asked some like, well, who are you for Halloween? And he said, Mr. Self. I, that's oh. one of my most honorable moments that I have as a teacher because not only are the upper children watching you, but they have siblings, and a lot of the siblings, you know, um, watch you, even as, you know, you know, I coach Little League football, so, right. you know, even doing that, you know, I coach the older boys, but the younger boys be like, Coach Self, can you coach us next year? Like, because it's something within you that children see, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's something within you. You have to lead by example. Like, my children had my back. I always tell the story about my eighth graders at Duckery that had the riot when I was supposed to leave and another teacher with more credentials came in. And right. the principal said, listen, we can't do this. We have to, you, we 
have to break these into three classes, and I want you to separate the children since you know them most. You know what I mean? But if it wasn't right. those children, you know, then that's one of the reasons why, the main reason I left the district, because you can't play with my livelihood like that. One day right. I'm here, one day I'm not. You know what I mean? One right. day you have a job, next next year you laid off. Don't play with my future like that. You know what right. I mean? You're closing schools like I couldn't deal with that no more. It wasn't the children. It was the system. You know what I'm saying? But um, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You have to lead by an example. Um, Now, now going back real quick to NACA, because the way I see it is they go hand in hand. Whether you're teaching the adults or you're teaching the youth, everyone deserves to learn. You know what I mean? Everyone can learn and can be educated now. So when it goes back to NACA, um, have you um, met with any adult, you know, who's looking to purchase a home, and what are their attitudes if you have, you know, spoke to them about the program and how it works and things like that of that nature? What is their attitude towards it? Is it a, is it a yeah, 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 whatever, yada, yada, or is it a, 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 a earnest, honest interest, you know what I mean? Do yeah. people really take it seriously and want to work diligently towards getting a home, or is it just a, you know, I'm just here for the information, just to say I was here type thing? I, I have I have met people, um, you know, probably on both sides of the spectrum. I think that um, one of the things that one of the myths that I try to really um, dis destroy is the fact that you can't buy a home. A lot of times people are actually paying more in rent than they would pay with a mortgage. And so this is a vehicle that will enable them to work through the program to be able to get qualified for the NACA mortgage. This is the other thing I want to back up. Once you go through the program with NACA, now they do ask you for your financials. They're going to ask you for your bank statements. They're going to ask you if you have credit cards for your credit card bills. They're going to ask you for your credit report. You have to, you know, volunteer to, or to authorize them to watch, look at your credit report. But once you go through those steps, their mortgage pretty much is guaranteed. Once you, whatever qualifications that they need you to do, like sometimes, like, for example, in my application, um, the application came back from the mortgage lender because there were some questions about some things. So I had to write a letter and explain that. But once you meet all their qualifications, your mortgage is guaranteed. So for myself, I've been going through this process for about a year. I had a couple of hiccups, and, I mean, that's what happens. Things happen in life. You know, I had several deaths in my family in Ohio. I'm from Ohio originally. That's why I'll be going on my vacation uh, in the month of November and early December, and that really kind of put me um, in a financial tight space for a minute. And because of that, I had to pull back for a minute from NACA, but now I'm kind of back on track. But that's just how life is. Once you go through this process and you take care of all the requirements that they have, your mortgage is guaranteed. So there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It may seem like it's taken a long time, but you're you're guaranteed that you're going to get a mortgage once you finish. And so that's the benefit of that. Now, I've, I've, I've talked to people who, my neighbor, for example, her and her husband, young couple, they have two kids, they're living in a two-bedroom apartment, they've been looking for a while for a home, and they've been saving. So when I, you know, gave her the information about NACA, she was, they're kind of already prepared to to start that that, um, program. 
other people that I've seen and met with, um, for example, custodial staff at my building, um, he's an older gentleman. Uh, he'll be retiring. He did retire. He um, was living in an apartment, and he had been looking for a while, but he didn't think that he could qualify because of some of the issues that he had had previously with his credit. So, again, I was a myth buster. Because, you know, I let him know that just because you've had problems before or you had some concerns or hiccups in your credit history, that's not going to prevent you from participating in a program. So, that's, for him, that's what you I know. That's what I wanted to ask you, two things. One, um, can you enter the program with bad credit or do you need fairly good credit or good credit? Um, and how long about is the process? Does it take? Well, is it like, I know some yeah. programs are like a year long where they want to watch the credit for a year and stuff like that. How Does NACA work like that as well? Well, in terms of the credit score, they don't. They don't consider the credit score. What they're looking for really is the payment history. For example, I've been in my apartment now for almost five years. So when they they'll send a form to your um, to your landlord, and then they'll ask you know they'll have it. It's a form, and it just says you know for these months or for this year, it's twelve months on there. You know, does this does the client pay, and and it, does the client pay in a timely fashion? You know, I mean, so they're just kind of, they're looking to see if you have built a history of payment. Now, there's things that happen. I mean, I had, several years ago, I declared bankruptcy. I had some things going on just when I was in Ohio, you know, things that happened, things that, and, and that was on, that's still on my credit report. That won't fall off, I think, for another year. You know, but since then, I've been able to kind of pull, you know, pull things together. But that that is not preventing me from participating. Okay. So, so, so with bankruptcy, how does that work? Like, um, do you, because I was told, you know, when you claim bankruptcy, you still have to pay that money back. Um, how does that work? Or is it a race for seven years and you can't really apply for credit for seven years from what I hear? Like, is all of that myth or is all of that? No, you know, well, proof? from my experience um, with, with my bankruptcy, I've, declared bankruptcy roughly in around 2000 to 2003. And at that time, because since then I think some of the rules have changed, there's two different types of bankruptcies that, that, you, can, that you can undergo. I think it's a, um, there's two different types. I can't think of the names right now, but whichever think type. one of them is a Chapter 13. 13, and one is like a Chapter 11 or a Chapter 7, something like that. But chapter 13, I think, is the, the one that pretty, all of the, once you go through that bankruptcy and you list all of the creditors that you have with those debts, at that hearing time, if there's no one, if, if the creditors do not challenge your um, your bankruptcy um, request or whatever, I don't know what the proper term is for that, then all of those debts will be um, will be cleared and um, you won't owe them anything. Now, the, you cannot. one thing that you cannot declare bankruptcy on is student loans. I'm going to have student loans for my entire life. I already know that, but we that cannot are. be included in, in, in bankruptcy. Are. But other things can. I mean, if you've had, for example, if you've had rental history problems and you've been, um, if you've gotten an eviction, those things can come off. Credit, credit card, cre- you know, bills from credit cards. That can come off, phone bills, like all of that kind of stuff. And I, I do believe even medical debt. 
And with the changes in the laws recently, in the past couple of years, I'm not really sure how that works anymore. Um, with the other type of bankruptcy, it's kind of like a restructuring of your debt. And what you do is you set up payment arrangements with your debtors so that you can um, pay them back some money, but it's under a different agreement. So, so yeah, like, that, I, as far as um, I know. Is a is a program. I, I forget them. Is a CC something? Um, is credit counseling something? I can't remember the letters in that acronym. Yeah. But um, I know they do that, and they work with you for I think it's a year, where they make the um, deals with the creditors. Right. Um, to you know have you pay a certain amount each month towards that debt, and even right. make settlements with them. You know to help you build your credit faster and get rid of stuff on your credit faster. And that being said, I want to I wanna say this real quick. Um, people, I hope you're listening and tuned in and focused on where Kimberly Mitchell is bringing a lot of information on NACA. Um, uh, uh, if you want to be part of this On Point movement, you already know. On Point is an attitude, a mindset, and a movement. Reach out to us on Facebook, On Point Enterprises. Again, Facebook is On Point Enterprises, On Point, one word, O-N-P-O-I-N-T. Enterprises, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-Z-I-Z. If you're on Instagram, team underscore on point 215. Again, team underscore on point 215. Uh, if you're on Twitter, at team on point. Again, Twitter is at team on point. Uh, if you want to email us any of your comments, suggestions, concerns, or topics you want to hear us discuss, email us on point 215 at gmail.com. Again, on point 215 at gmail.com. Uh, you can go to our website, onpoint215.weebly.com. Again, onpoint215.weebly.com. Uh, or you can give us a call directly at 267-417-ONPT. That's 267-417-6678. Um, follow us. See what we're doing. Uh, we'll follow you. We'll support what you're doing. And that's all it takes to be part of this on-point movement. Um, Invest in you some on-point wear so you can wake up every day and dress the part to play the part. You wake up on point, you go through your day on point, you lay down and lay your head to rest and do it all again the next day on point. Um, and people out there online, if you want to talk to Kimberly Mitchell or you want to uh, call in and give us information yourself, you know, call that number, 724-444-7444. Uh, also, dial that call ID, 143-133-POUND. Hit one pound to listen in. Push start eight so you can chime in and communicate with Kimberly Mitchell and Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point. Um, so, Kim, back to you. I want to say congratulations on starting your own little online store for eyewear. What's yes. up with that? Yes, I'm so excited. I, um, you know, I'm all about when I'm listening to you talking about one point, being on point in everything you do, because we encourage that in our students as well when we have our on point 360. Part of being on point is, is having that economics piece locked down. I think that in terms of our community, you know, um, economics plays a large role in a lot of the things that occur in our lives and a lot of things that, quite frankly, hold us back as a result of not knowing about different types of things that we can do, that you have the potential to do. And 
that you can actually build your own business instead of working for someone else. Now, I ain't telling nobody to go out there and quit their day job, <laughs> but what I am saying is that you should find a way to monetize your knowledge and your skills. And I think that you also have done an excellent job at that, um, Mr. Self, with One Point Enterprises and everything that that represents. Um, and we always talk about, you and I talk about how One Point really essentially is an umbrella of companies that you have together with the nonprofit, you know, in terms of the mentoring program and then also in terms of the, the uh, printing and things that you do and then also in the music. So that that really inspired me to just take that step and walk out on faith to, to develop my own um, business. So I have two businesses that I have started. I've actually gone through the process of incorporating my business with the state of Pennsylvania. Um, my business entity is called KFM Enterprises LLC. It's a limited liability corporation. I do business in the state of Pennsylvania under the name of Welcome to Wellness. Welcome to Wellness is a health-related health or health-based business enterprise dealing with primarily um, nutritional supplements, vitamins, et cetera, but also I just yesterday added some, a new product line called Inspiration. So with Welcome to Wellness, there's three product lines. Um, one is for weight loss. One is for energy. The weight loss is called Release, and that product is uh, made of a natural a plant called forscolin. It's a member of the mint family. And what forscolin does, which a lot of women probably have the same issue I have after having children, is it, is it, is it helps to break down um, body fat, particularly on the abdominal area. The other product that I have is called Bliss, and it is a B12 vitamin drop that you can take for energy. And the other product line that, again, I added last night is the inspiration line. So what the inspiration line is, is basically home goods and also jewelry that really inspire you to live your best life in terms of health and wellness. So from that particular line, I have things such as um, essential oils and um, diffusers. I have jewelry. And um, I'll be expanding that line also to include, um, more likely than not, food stuff that, that can help support you with your weight loss goals. So, for example, um, I'm looking into protein bars, um, other types of teas that can help to support your um, your weight loss and just being overall healthy as well. The whole goal is not necessarily weight loss, it's wellness. So it's just really the focus is trying to encourage people to live their best lives. And so that's what my mission is for that. The other line business that I started is called Betty Davis Eyes. And if you remember all my old heads back in the day, there was a song called Betty Davis Eyes. And it was kind of like, a, um, I don't know what you would call it. I guess um, it wasn't really rock, what do you call it, um, type of music. But it was, it was on the radios all the time, Betty Davis Eyes. And so when I got the um, idea for my business, because I wear glasses, I've been wearing glasses all my life since I was like 12. And as I've gotten older, <laughs> I I have um, a need to wear reading glasses. So I, I wear glasses for distance. But then the doctor was trying to tell me that I need bifocals. So, you know, 
being the stylish <laughs> person that I am, I'm like, I'm not ready for bifocals. <laughs> Even though they do have new uh, lenses that now are not, you can't really tell that you have the bifocal in there, but I didn't want to um, do that. So I tend to buy reading glasses all the time, but I'm looking for stylish frames. And they sometimes can be very difficult to find. So I, that was my inspiration because I like, you know, I have to wear glasses. I'm always looking at people's frames. When I see somebody that has on a nice frame, I always, you know, tell them that they look nice with the frame. So that's the inspiration for that. And I have um, all kinds of styles of sunglasses primarily right now, but also have clear lens frames for people who are fashion forward. There are a lot of people who, like myself, just like to wear glasses. And I will be expanding that line to include reading glasses at some point. So both of those um, businesses are online. Welcome to Wellness. You can go to www.welcome, the number two, wellness.co.co. And then also my sunglass business or my eyewear business is called Betty Davis Eyes, www.bettydavisyeyez.com. I'm sorry, .co. And so both of those places you can go and you can, um, you know, look through the stores and see what it is that you would like. Right now with my grand opening for Betty Davis Eyes, I'm actually offering free glasses, a free pair of sunglasses. So what you can do is go to the website. I have it posted on um, one point with a link from the um, promo today for this show. And what you can do is you can go to the link that's provided there. You can Select one of those pairs that you like. I have a specific pair for ladies, and I have a specific pair for gentlemen. You just have to pay for shipping. And so I believe it was like it's like $8 for shipping, $8.70 or $8.60 for shipping, and you get a free pair of glasses. Nice, nice. Um, so and I, I thank you for that compliment, um, that compliment of inspiration. Uh because I, you know me, I, I, I try and live as humble as I can, and I do things, you know, um, more so. Somebody told me uh, 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 yesterday uh, on air, you know, they said, they gave me a compliment and said, you know, know that, you know, a person who's out there in their entrepreneurship to do things, you know, can also be a servant. And, and that is pretty much what I am. I, I, mm-hmm. I am a servant to the people. You know what I mean? I like to bring information to the people, education to the people, growth to the people, because in doing so, it helps me. You know, sometimes you have to help others to help yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And that's one of the things that I'm hell-bent on doing with me. I am not a perfect person, never claimed to have been, and that may be one of the reasons why I relate so well to the youth, because they know my story. I tell them when, like you said, the first thing you do is set the tone in your classroom. I've always done that. I let them know from the gate, this is my class, this is your class, this is our class. However, I am the leader, you are the follower, learning to be a leader. You know, I set that straight from the door. You know what I mean? I give them my story. You're not looking at a teacher who grew up in the suburbs or, you know, this this perfect life and this, that. No, you're looking at somebody born and raised in North Philly just like yourself, went to school in North Philly just like yourself, a product of North Philly just like yourself. However, I'm going to be a producer of North Philly. I'm not just right. stop at being a product of North Philly. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I humbly thank you for, you know, that um, compliment. Um, as, you know, I, I don't, look to 
really inspire anyone other than myself. But if I can encourage or inspire someone, then I, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? Because again, I don't do things for accolades and 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 you know uh, what do they call it? Self uh, self uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Kim? I don't Agri- do things for self-gratification. Right, Self-gratification. Right. You know what I mean? I do things so that um, I, I'm all, it all has a meaning to it, a purpose. You know what I mean? That's what On Point is about. It's really about being a purpose of growth and getting yourself together. You know what I mean? Because we're not right. on point all the time. We're not going to do everything on point. So just because you strive to be on point, that the on point never translates into perfect. Let's get that overstood now. On point does not translate into perfect. On point translates into better. You know right. what I mean? Day by day getting better. So right. um, that being said, um, is there anything that you would like to leave with the listeners or the people? Um, just uh, number one, I encourage you to look into the program with NACA. It's an excellent program. Hopefully I'll be finishing up. My goal is to be in a home by December of um, this year. Um, look into that program. It's it's immensely beneficial to, to everyone who participates, and I think for our community, that's part, that's part of getting on a pathway to um, economic empowerment. The second thing about economic empowerment that I want to say is that you have to find ways to monetize your your skills, your knowledge, and your ability. So step out on faith, find information about starting your own own business online. Um, e-commerce is really big, and I believe it will continue to be big and it will continue to grow. Um, you know, every day the, the malls are closing stores because e-commerce is taking over that, that much. And so there's no special skills that you really need to have for that. You know, you can... The shop that I'm working with online is called Shopify, um, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com. You can get set up for as little as $9 a month to sell your products online. Um, I pay a little bit more than that because I have some other things going on with reports and things like that, but it's, it's well worth it that you find a way to add a stream of income. Don't always depend on your job to pay for everything that you need and to take care of your family. Find other ways to do that. And it's not as hard as you think. You know, it's really not as hard as you think. It does take time and energy, but it's it's effort that will definitely pay off in the long run. And the last thing is just the importance of giving back to the community. You know, when you find information that is beneficial to you, you know, each one needs to reach one. Reach out to people, let them know about how the program helps, whatever you find out, information help you so that you can help others as well, especially our students and our children, because they are our future. And, you know, we really need to put that effort and energy into developing them, like you said, into leaders and to empower them to know that they can own their own business. You know, we talk about that a lot. And and just to be able to be all that they can be, literally. You know, they have that desire and that energy, they can do it. Right, because, you know, our school system sets our children up to be workers and laborers, not entrepreneurs and business owners. Right. And that's the thing that One Point Three Sixty brings to the youth into our classroom. So I have my calendar open. Um, August, would you like to go to the middle? I know you mentioned your daughter will be starting camp. Would you like to go to the middle of August 
so that you can transition her, you know, in the camp. Yeah, we can um, we can look at the middle of the month um, and and see what's available. Um, evenings, of course, you know, to provide ample opportunity for everyone who wants to participate because, you know, folks work and, and we need to take that into consideration. So, um, like, any time in the middle of the month is fine. The only time that I won't be available is um, the last week of the month before we go back to school. So would you like to do weekends or weekday? Which, which would be um, best for you? You know what, I said, Mr. I'm putting it in the calendar now. We we might actually need to do both. We may actually need to provide an opportunity during the week, say like on a Wednesday night, okay. and then we may all we may need to offer a Saturday morning or like an early Saturday afternoon um, opportunity as well, just to be flexible and allow the most you know more more people to uh, to participate. So you know, one now, evening and then maybe a Saturday afternoon. Two things. One, I know you mentioned your sister as a realtor. Is she in yes. Ohio or is she in the She is here. Area? She is here. Okay. Her name is Gail Mitchell. She's with Liberty Bell Realty. And what I'll do is I'll actually um, I'll upload that information to OnePoint um, Enterprises so that people can get that information. I'll also upload the information about NACA, um, phone number, web, uh, you know, Internet, where they can find that information as well. Okay, and what we'll do is, well, I, I'm not sure. Will NACA representatives come out on the weekend, or would that be, will we want to set that one up for during the week? It depends. What we out, can do. If they come well, out, will they come out in the evening to say 6 they'll, o'clock? They'll come out in the evening. They'll come out in the evening, and then what we may be able to do is also we kind of maybe coordinate a time with them for a Saturday event. Um, people that come out in the evening, to be able to go to the Saturday event or vice versa. So once we get a date, what I can do is I can contact um, uh, Deborah. Her name is Deborah White. She is the director there at NACA. I can contact Deborah and, and let her know the date that we have and to see um, if she can either come out or send someone else out to speak with us. Well, how would uh, Wednesday, August the 16th sound to you? Wednesday, August the 16th. That's the um, middle of August. Looks good. So I'll put that in as um, a tentative date. I will go set up the um, location. I have all that set, so when you come back, all we have to do is get the people. I'll bring in Dirk, who's a realtor, um, and I'll bring in some people. But, you know, more importantly, I want NACA to be there in full course. But, you know, not only is it good to just have NACA's program there, but it'll also be good to have um, realtors there. You know, and yeah. I like to do everything black-owned. That's just how I am. Yeah. As much as the black, I like to support my own, although we don't always do that. You know what I'm right. saying? So um, that being said, I'm going to set it up for Wednesday, August the 16th for the, the weekly for the, the one during the week, and then we'll see what numbers we get. We'll re-invite those people out on that Saturday, and we'll also encourage them to bring people with them so we can try and get to that 50 to 100 people. You know okay. I mean? And um, how long do you think this would go? You want to go six to eight, or you think it's two hours, one hour, two yeah, hours? Yeah, six to eight. Six to eight would probably be good. 
you know, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't have to be anything um, extensive. I mean, just basically getting them to know the program. There's a slide presentation that I have that I can share with them, and then I can get packets of information to give them to take home, um, you know, so that they can go ahead and start the process if they would like. Okay. Well, um, I want to thank you, Ms. Kimberly Mitchell, for coming on. Oh, amen. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I got to say, what's up? How you been? Hey. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I see you socializing, and I love what you're doing because I've seen you in action. But, um, coming next time, Michelle? Yes. Yes. Yes, and let me can know you, if I can put it on my calendar now. Can you make sure you tell at least 1,000 people to come? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I'll bring my posse with me when That's I come. At least 1,000 because I want to see. Mr. On Point Space, and we see a thousand of just your people standing there, and then you got to look at the other people that's going to come, too. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> 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 Ooh, but I love what I'm hearing. Keep up the good work, girl. That's what I do, doing what I do. Yep. Well, again, Kim, um, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your wealth of knowledge with our listeners and our people. Hold on. We have a caller. Let's thank see who this caller is. Caller, you on the line. Welcome to On Point Radio with your host, Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, and Ms. Kimberly Mitchell as our guest. Who are we speaking with? Peace and power, kings and queens. Peace and Peace power. And power. Peace and power. Yeah, what's good? What's good? How you feel? Man, I'm good. I was just sitting back listening to Miss Kimberly Mitchell, listening to the show. You know, I'm going to spread the word when we get the location and date. And more than likely, I'm going to have, I should have, if work permits, you know, I got them five girls and they all looking for houses. So I had them down there trying to do what they got to do. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know. Kim, this is Mr. I can't believe he said that, and our radio host as well. I'm not sure if y'all met at the last comedy show. Um, but uh, We saw each other, but we didn't really be formally introduced. But I, 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 when I saw the post come up, I was like, I know exactly who that is. She was sitting right <laughs> across from me with, with her squad in the middle right there. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's bad for me. That's bad for me. I have to make sure all my on-point family know each other, and I will make sure that uh, every event from here on out, uh, because we are growing. We are expanding. There are people that's coming in the on-point that, you know, some on-point members that's here already don't know uh, yet, and we're going we're gonna to change that so that everybody needs to greet each other. Um, but I want to thank uh, <clears throat> Mr. I can't believe he said that, DJ Chill. Wonder Dre, who was on the line, but she had to uh, prep for another show that she's getting ready to go on. Um, I want to thank you, Ms. Kimberly Mitchell, for all you do with On Point 360. My, thank my, you. my partner in crime with On Point 360, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Um, if nothing else, for the time that you all devote to On Point, um, that, that's, it goes beyond measure, you know, um, and it goes with much appreciation and gratitude. Um, there's no on point without any of y'all, and I appreciate that. So 
Um, I just want to encourage all of the on-point members to continue to stay, you know, focused and on-point, and, and, and let's do this. Let's take it to an even higher level. We want on-point to be a household name, not just with clothes, but in every aspect and fashion in life. You know what I mean? Right, so, definitely. Um, uh, Mr., I can't believe you said that. Any other words you want to uh, give before we close out the show? Well, I'm going to tell you like this. This was very, very informative on on every aspect and trying to help, you know, as far as educating the youth, um, getting across, you know, about the and, and Miss Mitchell being very adamant about like, listen, this is not a, there's not no quick get rich scheme. Like you're not going to go there today and you're going to be in a house tomorrow. It is a right. process. So like, and I like the way that she kept reiterating that part, right? So people understand that it's not like you go there one or two times and then you have to recommit yourself to helping spread the word. See, that's what we don't do. When once we get something, you know, we want to keep it hush-hush, you know, keep it to ourselves. But the fact that she's in the program and she's still going through the motions, but it's still encouraging other people and letting them know that it's not a quick process, but it is a worthwhile process. That right there means the world to a lot of people because if you don't have patience, you don't have anything in this world. Right. Well, I I agree. Um, DJ Chills, anything else you want to say before we close out? Well, DJ Chill has uh, went out of the building, Miss Mitchell. I said, what did you say? <clears throat> I was choking <clears throat> on this Chinese food. I got this thing called <clears throat> House by Rice. And I sat with him, right? I was thinking, like, I said, you know what? And it started to hit me. Like, I started to get mad at myself. Because I go <clears throat> to get Chinese food, and then you start looking at the iced tea, the pink lemonade. And eliminate, and then you look at the other one. And then you're like, yo, dang, you get more drink if I buy that. So they sell that all down North Philly. That's the one down North Philly because you got to think about it. This is where I, this is where I hit, hit, hit the fan. When I get my, my, my iced tea from down North or from even up West or South or whatever, the water. Why are we talking about Chinese food? Because right, this is a conclusion. Listen, the water that you get, right, that they make the, the, the iced tea with or the water that they make the pink lemonade is it special clean water or is it water out the spigot? So if you're getting it from down north or whatever, whatever, you know, they got the same water that we got to drink. So we're drinking the water with flavor on it and it still got like, parasites in it. Oh, man. Um. Tim, we have a texter yes. that just texted Um, They would like to know how long have you been in the program thus far? I started in the NACA NACA, program. Yes, I started um, my in, in interest in NACA. I believe it was last um, June. I went to the initial um, June of 2016. I went to the initial initial homebuyers workshop. 
where I got all the information. Now, that workshop, when you sign up for that workshop, they have them at local um, places. So one place that they do have them at is right down at their offices. Um, and, but they also have them at other other places in the area. They try to have them in different places so that more people will be able to get there. So they do have them on Delaware Avenue, but then they also have them at different locations in Philadelphia, in New Jersey, and in Delaware. So I started at that point um, just to get the information uh, about what, what it was. That, that's a workshop that lasts for about three hours. So it's from uh, usually from around 8 to 1130, where they all of the people introduce themselves um, who work for the program, and then they explain to you the process. There's a PowerPoint presentation that they present. They have realtors who work with them. My sister is actually NACA certified a realtor. Uh, they have realtors that work with them. They will talk about the program. They'll have participants who have who have gone through the process, who have purchased their homes. They will share their experiences about the program. And then after that time, they let you um, sign up for appointments to meet with a counselor. So I did that last June, but I didn't really start in earnest um, meeting with my counselor. I think my appointment was the end of August because there is only one main office in this area. Sometimes they can kind of get backlogged. So I don't think I was able to meet with my counselor until August of 2016. And then in September is when I actually started with my financials. And so when I'm talking about financials, I'm talking about tax returns. I'm talking about pay statements and other types of financials that they require. So collecting all of that information. And then when I met face-to-face the second time with my counselor, I had that information with me so that we could start inputting that information into the actual application, the financial application for the program. Like I said, I had some some issues (laughs) when I had those deaths in the family in Ohio a lot of people, you know, in life, I mean, things happen. And so when things happen unexpectedly, sometimes they kind of catch you off guard. I had some blips along the way. So um, I had some situations that happened with my, my actual bank account because they also want your bank statements every month. So I had uh, traveling back and forth with the interstate. I had that easy pass, and I didn't um, didn't really think about the fact that they would be taking that out of my checking account when they did. And so it, it caused a situation where my checking account went into the negative. And when that happens, you have to wait three months from that point to um, to be, to start back over again. You still have to submit all your financials, but they wait another three months to make sure that that was just kind of like a one-time thing and that that doesn't happen all the time. So from that point on, um, in the springtime of this year, 2017, March, I started again. So once I started again in March, March, April, um, by May I was NACA certified, which means that I qualified for the mortgage um, and that I could actually start looking for a house. So I've been looking for a house. I haven't found anything that I like so far, but um, like I said, it's a process. You know, you it's some people say, some people may think it's too long of a process. You know, I'm not, I don't want to have to deal with this. But any place that you go, as far as a mortgage, there are certain things that they're going to ask you for, you know, as far as your financial records. That's going to be consistent no matter where you go. The difference between going to another mortgage lender and going through NACA 
is that once you go through that program, even though, like, I had that blip in November, that's not going to prevent me from getting a house and from a, from getting that mortgage at the end. You're pretty much guaranteed the mortgage no matter what. So to accurately um, answer the question, you would say about four months now. Well, initially, it's well. I mean, since you, time, re, since you reapplied. Yes. Yes. Okay, so you basically like started over. Yes, it, and it and, depends. I mean, some people are with, are further along the process than others. I mean, some people may have everything in order, have nothing happen that would cause them to get off track, and then you know they could go maybe three months and be ready, you know, to be certified. It just kind of depends on. On the you know the person. Cool, cool. Um, that's uh, well. I'm sure you answered the um, caller's question. And um, once again, I want to thank you for coming in and giving that wealth of knowledge and information to the people. I look forward to August the 16th, Wednesday, 6 p.m. People, that is when uh, Miss Kimberly Mitchell will come out. Uh, along with Mr. Controversy, a.k.a. Mr. On Point, and we will bring to you a NACA uh, presentation on first home uh, first home buyers. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, program. Program, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, I was looking for the word, uh, the, the, the event, you know, um, first-time homeowner event. Um, so, again, I thank you. Again, I thank all the hosts. More importantly, as always, I thank all our listeners for tuning in. And um, we'll see you tomorrow evening. On an, what is tomorrow? Oh, Ms. Scott, I can't believe you said no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, two, hip, two stories of hip-hop. That's what it'll be tomorrow night, 9 o'clock to 10, 10 o'clock p.m. So people tune in, look for the post, look for the uh, flyers and the promo, and we'll talk to you. Thanks again. Peace and power. You on point? No. Nah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.